We're going to build a wall. It's going to be a big, fat, beautiful wall. We're going to build that wall. We're going to have the wall. We're going to have the wall. We need the wall. The wall. Has anyone ever heard about the wall? And the wall just got 10 feet taller. I declare, uh, I'm not going to pay for that wall. He should pay for it. All right, this is the Devil's Advocate, where we talk about news and current events. Um, my name is Brandon. I'm your host. I'm also your host, Mitchell Hernandez. And the Devil's Advocate is basically an opinion talk show um, for the common man. I guess the the thing is, like, we got sick of turning on news outlets every week and find the same talking points depending like just based on whatever their agenda is so the point of the devil's advocate is to feel like a conversation that you've had in real life maybe a liberal like myself and a conservative like mitch come together have a conversation disagree don't kill each other it's a crazy (laughs) idea i know the other crazy idea to keep in mind is that Mitch and I not experts. You should not hang on every word um, that we say because if you do, you will only find disappointment and erectile dysfunction. So, <laughs> all right, let's get started. All right. Well, this week um, a lot of stuff happened. Yeah, it was a productive Se- week. <laughs> second week of Devil's Advocate. Yep. First week of Donald Trump's presidency. And if next week is anything like this week, I'm gonna my head's gonna explode. So. Lots of stuff happening. Um, executive orders out Lots the A. Lots of executive orders, yeah. Uh, um, but I guess the, the one that everybody's talking about and everybody's thinking about right now is the ban that we put on travel and, um, and immigration seven from seven Muslim mm-hmm. countries. So, what do you think? Well, I think that, just preliminary thoughts, I, I know it's getting a lot of hate right now. Um, from all the news outlets and all of that, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I mean, let's let's be honest. This is what he said he was going to do. This shouldn't have surprised anyone. He said extreme vetting from these countries. Um, I think that he went about doing it in probably not the best way, um, which is my big problem with it. It's not that he did it. It's that no one really had a chance to get things in order. So people who are, you know, in these other countries are just like, oh, well, shit, I guess I can't come back home. Um, probably wanted to give them a couple weeks, some, similar to what Obama did with the uh, Russian spies, as he put it. They were just, you know, and give them three weeks to pack up. And do you leave. think that, his, do you think that um, it's justified, I guess? Yeah, I think it's definitely justified. Why? Well, let's be honest. I mean, looking at the countries, first off, this isn't the first time this has happened. So in 2011, Obama did the exact same thing. And it was from Iraq. They basically said, hey, you know what, for six months. Um, a little background to the story is what happened is they found these guys that had come over during this program. And they were basically setting up a plot to trade arms and, and help people out in Iraq to fight uh, American troops. They found out about it. So as a precaution, they said, okay. For the next six months, there is no more immigrating from Iraq. Um, and very similarly, guess who got caught up? There was a journalist who was actually doing help for the U.S. Army who was not able to come back, and he ended up being assassinated before that time was over. So we've done it before, and all are, of these countries, that these seven, are on the list. They're saying, these are people we need to watch, and that's what they based it off of. Do you know that of those seven countries, though— um, there are other there are other Muslim majority countries, right? We mm-hmm. already know the list. Saudi Arabia. Well, obviously Saudi Arabia wasn't on this U- one. U- and I think United Arab Emirates. That's um, money. The t- money kept t- them off that list, right? Um, interestingly enough, Donald Trump and his administration have business ties with the four countries yeah. not on that list, and I think you'll find uh, I think you'll have a hard time finding people who don't have business ties <laughs> to these countries. And those countries, those four countries, yeah. not on the list. Um, have caused more American deaths since 9-11 than the seven countries that are on the list. Yeah, I, have a, um, I definitely have a problem with that. Um, so like I said, I don't have a problem with, with the seven that they chose. 
I think those make sense. I think um, we don't have good. we don't have a problem with refugees coming to this country. And, well, we could have. The whole point was that we don't. First of all, we don't have a ban list right now. Right. Uh, well, well, we still don't. Um, but <laughs> we don't have a ban list right now. Up until this week, we hadn't had it. Um, we hadn't had these countries put on notice. There wasn't. They weren't. Everybody was allowed well, to kind travel. Of, yeah, I mean, um, they kind of should have known. Like I said, he said he was going to do this. Why? For, like, we don't seven, have a months. problem. With what? With extreme jihadism in America. Well, here's the thing. Um, we, we, there is a problem in the world right now. Just because we don't have, per se, the, the largest amount of incidents, since Septem- guess who does? We have France who has, we have Germany who's seen attacks, and they're cracking down on it. Since September 11th, the United States has brought in 784,000 refugees. Mm-hmm. In that same amount of time, three of them have been found to have ties to terrorism. So, or another way to say that is 0.00038% of refugees have ties to terrorism in the United States since 9-11. And those numbers probably make you feel good, but how long has ISIS been around? Not that long. Since 2002. Not in the capacity that they are right now. They have not been operating. But they're also not in the capacity that they are today they're not what they were in 2012. Well, obviously. Okay, but so, yeah, so they're obviously we're working trending on the right to get, way. And luckily, we've been able to we're keep a lot of We're not stopping anything. Out. We're making ourselves, Republicans are making themselves feel good by putting up walls. There's no, no reason so. for it. We don't have a problem. Yes, there is. The San Bernardino shooter, the Fort Hood shooter, the well, Orlando off, shooter. Bernardino, that's exactly what happened. Where, uh, where do you go to? Yemen or whatever? And Except then his girlfriend came back. And- for all three of those shooters were Americans. So. Yeah. We don't have we we're not, we don't have a problem with refugees coming Travel into this country. Travel ban. Guess in, what they did? They went over there and then they got trained by these sting cells operators, and then they came back and did their plan. That's exactly what they did. So in 15 years, we've had three terrorists that are tied, or three refugees tied to terrorism, and in the last five years, 250 Americans have left America to join ISIS in Syria. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we're putting the walls up in the right way. Well, first off, the wall isn't supposed to be about the refugee issue. So that's, that's the metaphoric not metaphoric. Wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's a totally different issue. And like I said, those numbers make you sound great. If I go, you know, 2000 years ago, there was no uh, ISIS attacks. It's going to make you feel good at those numbers. But they're, they're obviously doctored. ISIS is a threat now. And regardless of what people want to think, I think that dumb people don't learn from their mistakes. Average people do learn from their mistakes, but smart people learn from other people's mistakes. And right now, if you look at Europe, we've tried this. We tried doing the mass, we don't re- have bringing the, in all the refugees, and now they see all the attacks we don't that have are the happening. Same. And first of all, would it even why makes, would it work more in the United States? Why would in, ISIS wait for three years through a refugee program to come into the United States when they could get a radicalized American or radicalized European to come blow us up? Well, they're obviously way, trying to do that way as well. easier. They're trying they, to inspire attacks, lone wolf attacks. It, what makes Republicans feel good is going back to the way things were. And that's that's what this is a measure to do. I don't think it's do. ever been the way things were. I mean, we're trying to def- that's, protect that's ourselves what they're trying. our countries. That, that's the goal and for what? for the Republican Party. Is that a racist swipe? Huh? Is no, a it's not. A, it's, it's, a, it's an era <laughs> swipe, right? We want to go back to the good old days. Um, it is the essence of conservatism. And mm-hmm. this... This isn't a necessary step. It's well, we not. We haven't had a problem in, in the past, but now we're seeing attacks on the rise. And when you look at the nine eleven attacks, they did. We stay are there. not seeing. Uh, we are seeing attacks on the rise. I don't know if you've noticed, but there have been attacks more last year than they were the year before in the United the States. Before. Yes, in the United States by Americans. Yeah, but they have ties to these countries. They go there, they get trained. Right. And well, they come until back. you shut down the internet, which Donald Trump <laughs> may do, um, that doesn't train you. You don't get, you know click a video and now I know how to be a, an effective jihadist. No, they go it, to Yemen, they go to these other places it, and train for the next year, and then they come back. And when they get vetted, they say, "I was visiting family," and we go, "Oh, that sounds legit," and we let them come back in, and then we see an attack. Right, but you can't. But putting up a tra- putting up a a ban on Muslim immigration doesn't stop Let's that guy it's, it's not actually that's a sitting ban. in San Bernardino, California, and leaves to go from Yemen. That doesn't stop him from doing that. If You're he stopping- gets vetted once he comes back, it's people coming in. It's the travel ban. It's not a Muslim ban. It's a travel ban. And whenever they come in from those countries, we say, what were you doing there? And a little bit more than I was just seeing family. 
You know, they need to be checked out because this has happened. And not only has this happened in the United States, this is happening in Europe at a much higher rate. And I don't want us to become that. It's easy to sit there and say, well, we're not getting attacked, so I don't see the point. We're not supposed to be getting attacked. That's the point. We're supposed to stop attacks. Right now in the world, there are people getting attacked. Right, but we're not getting attacked without So let's this. just let them attack us and then we'll fix it like Europe did? That makes no, no sense. No, but that's, I mean, that's predicting an inevitable war that will always come sometimes. Well, like, let's that, be, do you think we're at war right now? Yeah, I do yeah. think that we're at and war right now. And would you agree with me that it's a guerrilla war? Like, it's a guerrilla-style warfare. Yeah. They're not going to line up for us like the British did back in the old days. No, they're going to fight with so. these secretive tactics where we do have to take preemptive strikes on it. And like I said, if it wasn't, if there weren't attacks happening right now in the world, we wouldn't be doing this. But well, there are. You, I will not. ISIS isn't defeated yet. <laughs> no, ISIS isn't. ISIS isn't defeated. And even though ISIS may someday become weaker, to, that. That extremism isn't going to ever be defeated. I won't disagree with you on that. I think it point. will. I think that if you cut off the head of the snake, if you you snuff out their leaders, um, now obviously that one we got that one leader. I can't remember what his name was. Al Alaki, I think, and um, I, he's been dead for a while, and mm-hmm. he's still a big um, you know in, in, inspiration for a lot of these attacks because his videos persist on the internet. I get that, right? But we need to. So to you're cut never off. Gonna, you're never going to stop. You got to cut out their organization, and then it will crumble. Eventually, it will crumble if you continue to cut off the heads of the snakes. But that, yeah, I agree with you. But that is done in military. That yeah, it's yeah. done in faraway lands. It's not done here. It doesn't. We don't want it to be done here. That's why we're <laughs> right. I get it, it. But this doesn't seem like a necessary step at all. This seems like this seems like an over step and it, it's not the same because you can easily in a second when you decide to pull up jimmy carter like i'm not gonna pretend <laughs> like jimmy carter hasn't done didn't do a similar thing I'm not with, peanuts. With, oh. <laughs> with, with the iranians but this is this is on a much bigger scale and because we're seeing a much bigger movement these we, guys are well at funded the, at they're, the time that and they have social media that they're doing it's not the same thing this is a more covert war that we're fighting. And for some reason, liberals won't even admit that we're fighting a war. They just think that no, in sunshine land, if no, you don't admit to a war, no one tries to kill you. We're definitely fighting a war, and we've done it the wrong ways because Obama did yeah. not handle foreign policy well. I won't disagree with you there. Right. What I do we think is that, this, that this is a way to make Republicans feel warm and fuzzy. Oh, don't worry. Our white picket fences just went back up, and it's not necessary. It's not going to stop anything from happening. The internet will still you exist. Radicalization that. will still exist. And all this does is bolter more anti-American sentiment. I actually hate that argument, and I'll tell you why. This is the one that I get heard. I hear this argument more often than not, and for the life of me, I can't understand it. They think that by us saying that we want to protect ourselves, we might offend someone else so much that they're going to decide to go join a terrorist organization and kill innocent people. I say, fuck that guy. Let him join up. Be in the same room so when we fucking bomb you, you die, and I don't <laughs> have to deal with you anymore. Get as many of them in the same room as we can, because if, if you get so mad by a country saying... We're going to try some measures to defend ourselves that you decide to kill innocent people. I don't give a fuck about you. Okay, You're but a lost if cause. you can create... Okay, that's fine. But if that becomes an entire region of the world, you now have a problem that you have to and think about we have to from get, all yeah. different sides. So Then we have to defend ourselves. Right, or we could just not start... We could just not it's stir the happened, pot. It's already happened, man. It like, what, you don't want to start the war? The war's already here. Yeah, the, no. I get the, like, the war against... I, no one in ISIS is sitting for three years to get here to do to do their Al-Qaeda thing. Al-Qaeda did it. They were here, what, two years learning how to fly planes? I mean, they have these long operations that, that they go into it. Now, obviously, they like to do the, the lone wolf operation where they don't even have to do anything. Right. Just these dudes that come in and attack. I think that, that people need to realize So you don't that, think then, just to stay on that lone wolf topic yeah. for a second so you don't think then as far as your my mic damn it an- anti oh i did too yeah. um uh, your anti-american um i'm drinking boston lager beer i can't be anti-american, anti-American sentiment um that's that's not a fair that's not a fair argument for you um does that not does that doesn't anti-American sentiment kind of bolster up that kid in New Jersey who's already pissed off at America and now 
his real family or he can't get back to his family or whatever yeah. he wants to do. Like we don't live that life. We don't no, know we what don't. it's like to have to travel across to want to join a terrorist to, organization. No, I don't. Okay. No, I, but I think you can radicalize somebody that wasn't there. Like somebody that wasn't at that step. I'm not, some I think that kid that's not going to, to just join right. ISIS. If he feels like he's getting crapped on over and yeah. over and over again. And now the, the, one week old president of the United States just gave his entire family and world the middle finger. You think that pushes think... you a little bit closer and then doesn't here's... anti-American sentiment kind of make a no, difference? Here's the thing. I don't think that it was Donald Trump who gave him the middle finger. I think it's the news media and the Democrats who have conflated protecting America and keeping it into right. he hates you. And they're telling him that they that we don't listen. I'm speaking as a Republican. I don't hate Muslims. I don't hate any of anyone like that. But for some reason, the left likes to say that we do, just because we say we want to have these these measures that help keep us safe. And it's only for a, a short period of time until they can get handled, make better vetting rules. It makes sense. Like I said, we've done it before under Obama, and it for six months from Iraq, it was this exact same situation. So I just, I don't, I don't get it. And then what all is the, media, the? I know the because you say six months and so now yeah. i've got a question for you because i actually i didn't know what made so, you think i'd know the answer <laughs> last, last night as i was as i was clicking around and researching stuff um there were multiple reports one was that it was a 90 day is it a 90 day travel ban or i heard something like that i saw yeah. i had saw 90 days and i saw 120 days and yeah the four months yeah so uh, it, I, I couldn't remember yeah. exactly what it is we i don't probably know pull it up here but you know that may just be the media doing their thing. No, that's I read it in the the actual executive there, order. I'd have to go back. Are there two different it. points to it? Yeah, there's um, a couple. Like one was obviously the refugee ban, saying that like for this amount of time we're not taking in new refugees, and that's different from travel ban. These are people who are not we're not admitting them and giving them you know right. status, legal status here, which again. I think is the right move. In all of Europe is under an immense burden from these refugees, which if we would have had my way, we would have gone into Syria, created a safe zone in there, and then they wouldn't have even had to leave their own yeah, country. They don't want to leave their country. No, I agree with you. Um, they would rather stay there. They, so I don't think bringing them here is the is the right decision either, though. Yeah, We need I, to just put boots on the ground. We need to, to bring our military all in I, and all shut I know the is situation with the down. almost million refugees that we've taken in in 15 years... We haven't had a problem. So for me, it's well, hard to say, well, let's be preventative. Well, okay, like, I can... <sighs> I'm bringing up those oceans again. Those oceans protect us. Yeah, those oceans do protect us. Yeah. So I'm not going to... So I guess, all you know, it was what, only 60, 70 people who died from terrorist attacks th- last year? I mean, we don't need to protect against that. I mean, we're, we're basically not getting attacked. No, we did. But what's interesting, too, about that 60 or 70... Um, killed last year yeah that's also the same number for like 15 years so (laughs) we don't have a problem yeah we had some incidents last year that's true we also had um 26 americans since 9-11 have been killed by muslim jihadists that was before the orlando shooting obviously right um 50 have died at the hands of white supremacists and anti-governmental fundamentalists the Mm -hmm. numbers are identical it's so there are extremists on both sides, right. on all sides. They're not a huge, Again, they're not a huge problem. In, but that's not the issue we're talking about. We're talking about ISIS. ISIS hasn't been around that long, at least not in the capacity of which we're seeing them right now. I mean, it's been if around at, for almost someone, an entire presidency. Yeah, I get that. Well, yeah, well, we saw them get bolstered up. But when you pull back... And even bolstered up, from didn't have an issue yeah, here. When we bring in numbers from 2001, it's like, well, guess what? They weren't around. So yeah, it didn't look like it. And again, we're not... Uh, we're trying to be the smart country. The smart country learns from other people's mistakes. We are seeing this in Europe. If you're not paying attention to Europe, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, it's happening. All of this is going on. We don't want that to happen in our country. That's what we're saying. Yeah, I, I don't disagree that we don't want it to happen. But I would say the good news for Republicans is it's not. So, um, <laughs> yeah. that's So that's a good thing. We can agree. Now, so what do you think about the um, court... The court in Brooklyn that stopped this from all happening because yeah, I, I, I want newsflash. If that. you didn't know, that didn't go through. That that was supposed they put to like go a through. stop order on. They it put or... a stop. Um, if 
Federal court issued an emergency stay halting Trump's executive order banning immigrants from uh, majority Muslim countries from entering. Um, this was reported on Saturday night. See, that's their wording. In the executive order, it doesn't say, if you're Muslim, you can't come in. But then they conflate that and they enter it into their own stop order to make it seem as though it is a purely racist move. And I have an issue with that. I don't like that. And not to say that the left and the right both don't do it. I'm just saying in this particular example, it irritates me. I'm, that's fair. It's, it is factual that it, they are that majority is, yeah. Muslim countries. Right. America's um, a majority white country. We're all white, I guess. Um, the court ruled a habeas, habeas corpus petition filed by the ACLU on behalf of two Iraqi men who were detained at JFK International Airport on Friday. They were there for... What, like 15 hours? Well, they're, they're still held there right now. Are they? One got out, a journalist. That was the why I brought up that example is because this guy is a journalist who is, or a, not a journalist, an interpreter, who apparently was helping the, the military, and then he got detained. There's people that apparently, like, oh, he's had two assassination attempts. He needs to come through. This exact thing happened under Obama, and the guy died because of it. And, uh, well, you know, no one cares. <laughs> but, but this one, it's Trump, he's evil. Oh! No, I don't. It's I, frustrating. I, yeah, I just don't. I'm not familiar with the Obama story, so I yeah. can't. Like, I'm not going to comment too much on it because I am. I'll just dig myself a hole. <laughs> and so instead of doing that. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll do, yeah, I'll do you a little favor here. I got it already pulled up here. Because it is important to have this juxtaposition to what we're dealing with now, because quite literally, it is the exact same thing. So, well, maybe I'm not going to find it. I'll put a link in the description and all that, because, yeah, it's definitely... So I don't think, I don't think we'll, I mean, I think at the end of the day that liberals and conservatives are probably going to not come too close on, on this one. On yeah. the immigration thing, I do not, think that you have yeah. some valid points. I I don't think that um, I don't think that there should be zero vetting. Yeah. I don't, I'd, I'd like to know what extreme right. vetting is because yeah. Well, all I'm saying it is sounds it, like the X Games extreme vetting. Oh. <laughs> so all I'm saying is if we actually did extreme vetting this time around and it took 15 fucking hours, that's that's pretty damn quick. I understand that it's an inconvenience. But to figure out if you're a threat to our country or not, and it only takes us 15 hours, I'd say that's pretty expedited. Extreme, 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 extreme. <laughs> All right, I do have it pulled up here. So this is where this is from ABC News. It says, as a result of that Kentucky case where they found the people who were trying to bring weapons over, provide weapons for al-Qaeda to fight us. Uh, let's see here. The State Department stopped processing uh, Iraqi refugees for six months in 2011. Federal officials told ABC News... Even for those who had heroically helped U.S. forces as interpreters and intelligence assets, one Iraqi who had aided American troops was assassinated before his refugee application could be processed because of the uh, immigration delays. In 2011, fewer than 10,000 Iraqis were resettled as refugees in the U.S., half the number the year before. So we've seen it happen before. And no one said a word. No one cared. And it probably had to do with because... Swag. No, because Obama didn't <laughs> let people know all those well, things. And pro- Trump is one of those, like, I'm just going to tell you every single thing I'm doing. And that's, I'm an open book in that case. Well, welcome to politics, Donald Trump. Right. And the media has never wanted to destroy up anyone more than, yeah, whatever, Bannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Just shut up. Just shut up. Everybody. No, we'll, we'll save that for the, for the YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I, so um, I guess, I don't know. When it comes to it, I understand why we're doing it. I think he went around doing it the wrong way. He should have giving people a little more time. Although, like I said, you at the same at it, time. Are you, are you anti-anti-protester on this anti, one? Anti, I, I'm a little irritated by the protesters just because it seems like liberals just, um, they're just really enjoying protesting and gathering it, in, in these places I won't now. disagree. Like, you don't know who these guys are. They <laughs> could be fucking terrorists and you're like, fucking free them, yeah, just do it. No. Pro- so you probably need to do our jobs. I, like, I do agree with no, you. No, just that do it. I don't have a problem with this protest, um, but I will say that in general... <laughs> Liberals, listen, listen to your brother. Like, stop it, stop it. (laughs) Hey, you stop. Like, okay, so the first big protest, and getting on a short 
tangent here. We'll keep it short. Yeah. But the first protest was what? Like, the first big protest in recent history, the past five years, Ferguson. Ferguson yeah. really blew stuff up, and then it turned into Baltimore. The riots and everything. And, everything else. and I'm not even saying that that there shouldn't be protests over police brutality, but what I yeah. am saying is that when that turns into every single Tuesday and Saturday, it... Right. At this point, we're losing the fight on that one, guys. So, like, as a Republican for the past eight years, I've hated my own party. Like, I can't, I can tell you how many times I've posted, like, it's really hard being a a Republican these days. Yeah. It's going to be even harder being a Democrat because not only are they doing the exact same opposition bullshit, they are tripling down on it. Like, they are just a Trump could come out and be like, I love Caesar salads. I've had a great Caesar salad. Free the salad. Free the salad. (laughs) 10,000 March, let's go. It's like, guys, give it a fucking You know, anchovies died to make that dressing, dude. (laughs) Um, They're extinct now. Yeah, so they need to give it, like, and they have a right to, so I have no right to say that they need to give it a rest. No, I get it, but I I do agree. I think that, I think whenever any side, I'm going to just, I won't apply it to liberals. I think liberals, now it's becoming very common in the last few years but i think that like anybody even the tea party when they started in 10 like anybody that just goes out twice a week to protest like you don't even really believe it like you have to schedule (laughs) this stuff and like you have to know when i hate everything what do i hate today (laughs) um it's not the end of the world guys so so um hyper protesters just knock it off tone it back let's bring it down to like once or twice a month Um, right so I get I get why they're doing it this time around. Like I understand that the media is going out of their way to make it into a racist thing. I was I turned on the news. I made the mistake of turning on uh, Farid Zakari. Jesus, man! Like that was a mistake. Of yeah, course, right. there was another angry liberal on there just screaming. Everyone calling everyone racist. It's like we're not racist, man. Give five seconds and listen people, to our. I'm going to probably say this on a weekly basis, but anybody that's that's on some type of outlet. And you're screaming your points. Nobody's, yeah. nobody's listening. It doesn't matter what side you're on. If yeah. you're liberal or, or conservative, just just knock it off. Yeah. Um, it's just a little frustrating, too, just because right before the election, they were like, I bet if the Republicans don't win, they're just going to protest and be upset and not be good sports. Protest everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is what Republicans like, dudes, did for eight on. years under Obama. They protested so. in, inside of the government. They didn't actually march down the street. You didn't um, see Republicans. I'm pretty sure that no liberals dressed up like Ben Franklin, so <laughs> I'm just saying yeah, those guys party. were out there the tea party was a plague on the republican party um, I mean, they kind of glenn beck's unity yeah. concert or Even whatever those guys the hell hate donald trump now <laughs> um so and, and like i said i think that I, w- I was on facebook today and i saw one of my buddies and he was all upset about it and but th- there was over 100 comments on this thing and most of them there were some that were doing the you know just yelling at people and calling them racist and whatnot uh, but a lot of them were saying, trying to argue about why we're for this. You turn on the news and it's 100% negative against Trump. Mm. And that's what we're saying, too. Is, and I have a problem, a little bit of a problem with Trump going so overboard with it where we're on the media and there's uh, uh, yeah. all that. But they are fucking coining Coining fake news. Fake news is like the biggest joke in the world. First of all, for any of you that don't well, know, fake news him. has existed forever. We always called it BS back in the day. Like now, called it Fox News. <laughs> Donald Trump has coined a phrase. Like now, anything. Now, to be fair, it was being used against him, and then he just picked it up any, and was like, "Oh, look, they're using fake but news." On both sides now, anytime yeah. you hear an argument that doesn't agree exactly with what you think, you yeah. deem it fake news. That's dangerous. Yeah. That is not. That is not the reality. People should be able to disagree and come back to the table. And now it's just uh, fake news. We'll have we we yeah. won't get off on fake news, <laughs> but we will have to sometime readdress it because yeah. I have a lot to say about fake news. Um, right on. I don't think it's good. I do think though that in keeping with executive orders and immigration, um, he <laughs> did have a meeting with Mexico this week. Well, it was a phone call, not exactly a meeting. Um, right. But that came after an executive order that he issued on immigration. So, Right. So basically with the executive order, I mean, the main thing is most certainly the wall. He's making good on the promise. They are going to be building a wall. In the executive order, they say the reason to build the wall is to stop uh, drug and human trafficking, illegal immigration, and acts of terrorism. 
I mean, you could maybe say the cartel is exec- of terrorism, but I yeah. don't really know what, what they're saying with really that know one. what that is. Although, it all sounds good, and I don't know who's going to disagree with you and be like, we want those things. <laughs> those are fine. Don't worry about it, right. guys. Well, um, and th- one thing that I thought was weird about the actual executive order is on Section 3E, they have the wall where it, they say we're building a wall, but it's in parentheses. And they keep saying, then they later refer to it kind of as a physical barrier. Well, the so we reason... We already have that I know a lot of spots. I like, heard... I think... I think they can climb over it, Don't though. quote me on this, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was, uh, it was like, Roy Blunt, maybe, earlier this week. That w- he doesn't that, does anything. That I heard on a, another radio show, a competitor. Oh, shit. Um, Fuck those guys. So, <laughs> no, but... Um, yeah, because they know who we are. Oh, um no. No, but here's here's what was kind of explained as far as that physical barrier goes. Um, there are there are certain areas on the border that are like fifteen hundred foot canyons that someone right. would have to scale. Like they're saying, we don't really need a fence there because if somebody <laughs> can, well, probably because if somebody can scale fifteen hundred foot canyon you deserve to be in right like, you, you, <laughs> like you probably join one of our sports teams we'll love you just, yeah. just <laughs> right new new shortstop there's a kid you. in mexico now like yeah all right yeah <laughs> i can do that um again we are not experts and we do not speak for the american <laughs> government <laughs> um hey my name is hernandez okay so, so um and so, and I know part of the part of the um, executive order to stated that they would strip funding from sanctuary cities. Uh, yeah, add three thousand ICE agents and thousands of border patrol police. Fifty thousand border patrol guards. Fifteen thousand? No, five thousand. Five thousand. <laughs> okay. Um, and that was met with the resignation of the head of those guys. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, yeah, they can, they can um, cry about it if they want. That's interesting. So, well, uh, the other thing I thought was really interesting in the actual order itself. Uh, was it says that they were going to build detention facilities near the borders to house illegals, which kind of sounds like detention camps. So that makes me a little nervous. Yeah, that's maybe, some weird maybe uh, an alarm's going off somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, I heard that sound effect in my head. That I mean, they're there. not death camps, we totally promise. <laughs> yeah, the other thing that's interesting about it too, and while it doesn't totally... Um, here's the thing. This states that legal immigrants charged but not convicted of crimes, could also be shipped out. That means that, let's say that you weren't born here, you weren't born in America, but you were here, you've been here since you were a kid, like you're more or less an American citizen, you did everything the right way. Um, don't like don't dreamers? jaywalk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the dreamers where, you know, they're basically American citizens, but not really. Right. Um, yeah. Now, now you're getting shipped out because you... Because you were charged well, with a always, crime. You weren't convicted yeah. of a crime. And then you have to kind of question like, well, how much do we trust the police? Because we're putting a lot of faith in that system then if if you can just ship out somebody who was charged with somebody yeah. with something without ever having convicted them of that. Um, yeah, that, and that's messed up. And like I said, th- there's always overreach in any of these type of executive orders. Yeah, I think um, that's a that's, big yeah, one. That's, <laughs> it can be. It can If it's you know used incorrectly, it can definitely... And be a situation that we don't actually want, but I don't think that you know the rest of it is determined by just that one. So that basically, won't be used. So basically, what happened though this week with between Donald Trump and Mexico was Donald Trump gives a speech talking about how he's going to build a wall and Mexico is going to pay for it. Um, just nothing new. No, nothing new. The uh, President Nieto um, gives a speech and says. Look, we're interested in working with the American government, but we we're not interested in funding this, and so we'll have to talk about we'll have to talk about it. To which Donald Trump responds, "Well, if you're not interested in it, then don't even worry about coming to Washington." Clearly, now that. clearly now that you've challenged his national pride, he has to back <laughs> out, and there's nothing different that you should expect. Like, mm-hmm. come on, dude, you pl- you played well, Mexico it. has been very adamant about we're not paying for the wall, right? And Donald they're probably Trump has been adamant that they will pay for, and the wall. they're probably not going to. So his proposal yeah. of a twenty percent tax on Mexican imports he might be able to make him pay for the wall. Probably not gonna. Probably not probably gonna won't happen. happen. He but d- he might be I'm able. to Pretty do sure. It. He doesn't have the jurisdiction to even impose that. So, you know. Yeah, it would depend. It might have to go through Congress. It would have to go through Congress. I think there's some loopholes. Uh, I won't won't say what I think (laughs) about that because I have loose facts, but I will post the link below as to um, where that gets gets discussed. 
Yeah, I mean, and like I said, when it comes to uh, Mexico and trying to make them pay for it, even even if you did put a twenty percent tax on imports, yeah. let's be real: the price is going to be paid for by the American consumer that's well, it buying depends Mexican on what it products. Is. So basically, the main thing and basically the main thing that they're sending over is uh, fruit and food, produce, right. that type of stuff. So, yeah, I understand the argument to where they say if you put this tax on it, they're going to either increase their prices or not ship as much over, which will create scarcity, which will then in turn cause the price to go up. Right. Consumer hitting it. Now, I think that the American people and entrepreneurs need a little bit more credit than that. I think that they – it's see a need, fill a need. So if we start getting a shortage, well, I I can think of my family. They've got farmland that we're not using. There's a ton of people, especially in Missouri, who's got farmland that it's no longer viable to farm anymore because we can get it cheaper from these other countries. Well, they might start using their farms more, and then it might bring bring an abundance and prices go down. Maybe, but you also I can't say for sure. But you also have uh, companies like Monsanto and other GMOs that make that very unattractive too, because you basically become a slave to. But if if all these people actually started organically farming for themselves, we could have a lot of food. Yeah. We just don't do it. Yeah. And I think that before we didn't need to because, you know, I think strawberries are ridiculous at five bucks, but I still buy them. So, <laughs> right. Know, yeah. No, I get it. There hasn't been any, any shortage or anything. The, the long story short for, for, for me, at least, where I kind of fall on the Mexico-Donald Trump relationship, have a better relationship, dude. Like, well, because you saw the joint they, uh, statement they came out and said. As soon as they did that, they canceled the meeting. And he was like, oh, well, I guess we're not going to we're not going to meet. The peso plummets immediately. He calls back up and he's like, yeah, we need to talk about here's this. the thing that's important to keep in mind. America, um, America is powerful when we want to be. We can throw our weight around and get things done yeah, in our favor. Here's here's what we have to consider. Um, next year is Mexican elections. Um, yeah. In 2012, he won't win re-election, I promise. No, he won't, and that's very dangerous for us. And here's why: because the because in two, Donald Trump will rise in, up. in 2012, <laughs> the runner-up. First of all, um, President Nieto was elected with only 38 percent of the vote. Um, the runner-up was Lopez Obrador of the PDR. Who, which is the um, Party of Democratic Revolution, which mm. m- you're talking about the Sandinistas. You're talking about Chavez. <laughs> like, you can, yeah. I'll, I'll post a link again to this video yeah. where this information comes from, but I'm going to have to agree with um, Karl Rove. Um, when he was talking to Neil Cavuto, I know it's crazy. A that liberal, crazy. <laughs> take, quote, I don't agree with these guys t- half the taking, time. Taking, um, taking Karl Rove's side, but. This guy, this this Lopez Obrador, he's running again next year. Donald Trump is stirring up your anti-American sentiment, yeah. and so you think it's bad now with with a pro-America regime running running Mexico. If a crazy Chavez style leftist gets in, mm-hmm. like you're talking about zero trade cooperation, you're talking about zero border cooperation, you're talking about yeah. zero drug co- cooperation. Hey, let's cool the temperature on Mexico a little bit because it doesn't <laughs> I don't have think to we be... need them nearly as much as it's made out to be I mean just honestly I don't think we do I think they do because they're we're buying their things we have a trade deficit with them their economy is doing good that's that's another going off on another tangent here with the wall I don't agree with the wall I don't agree that immigration is an issue right now they're coming just... for you <laughs> oh shit I don't think it's been an issue for a long time. And I think that it, we're in this weird paradox where people want the wall because they think it's going to help them. But at the same time, the whole reason why they've stopped coming over is because our economy tanked. Mexico's economy has been doing better. Mm-hmm. We build a wall, hurt the Mexican economy. Won't they come back in? Well, yeah. <laughs> so well, yeah. I mean, we talked about it last week. There's not a huge immigration problem. It's a problem. self-defeating so, concept here, but you know. It's, it's, interesting that, it's interesting that we put so much... I think, again, it's just... It's the Republican way of making themselves feel warm and fuzzy. Well, I think it's the American people. I don't think it's just... we got to put our white picket fence up on our border. Yeah, they want that wall. Like, that's been spoken loud and clear. People want the wall. I personally don't, but when nothing changes other than, like, $4 billion, um, (laughs) okay, well, pat yourselves on the back. That was kind of pointless. Um... So I don't know. We don't we don't have a huge problem there. Yeah. But I think I mean I think as far as as his executive orders is on, on immigration this week, that's pretty much where they stand. So we'll see what he does in week two with with stuff like that. I know yeah. that obviously we'll 
I'm sure over the next few days we'll find out what that uh, what the the Brooklyn judge um, and his <laughs> his halting all of this yeah. moving forward. What what implications there are there? He may mi- wind up missing. Who knows? Right? Um, they might do that. They might continuously. They might kill they might, him. They might oh, actually fuck. kill oh, him. Shit. <laughs> um, well, I think they might. Start you doing will not that. tweet unless I say it's okay. <laughs> um, and if the judges start fighting back, if they start finding ways to shut down his orders, then you know we'll we're see. We're doomed. We'll see. <laughs> Everything is rigged. We're all doomed. Oh man, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Week two, what what immigration brings. I, I'm sure the conversation yeah. will get a lot louder and a lot further apart. But it it'll be interesting to see. So yep, I agree. So another thing that Donald Trump signed this week was some memoranda on the Keystone um, pipeline and the Dakota Access pipeline. Right. So basically, I mean, obviously the one that's we've heard the most about recently is definitely the Dakota Access pipeline, the mm-hmm. DAPL. Um, we hit huge on social media. Uh, I mean, Chaley Woodley only was only social media. Basically, yeah, the, the the actual media networks have basically just completely blocked it out. They for like a few days they had it on there. Whenever Obama said, you know, basically shut it down. Yeah, whenever it was that was it. Yeah, it was convenient for them. Yeah, they got to um, miss a lot of it. Right, but for people who don't know, um, so Dakota Access Pipeline is already ninety percent done. Uh, Eleven hundred miles. It's going to be coming from uh, North Dakota coming down through South Dakota, Iowa, and then going into Illinois, uh, where it's going to meet up with a bunch of other pipelines, Mm -hmm. go to some refineries. Um, So basically, the biggest opposition that people have had to it is really from Standing Rock, uh, the Sioux Tribe. Right. They've been protesting it since 2014 when it was first announced. It was Mm -hmm. already supposed to be done by now. Right. Um, And the reason they're protesting it is because it crosses, is it in Illinois that it crosses... I, I don't know the exact site, but it's going to be traveling underneath the Missouri River. Which is their only source of water. Right. Yeah, it's a little bit north of where they're at. And so right. if there's a leak, so, right. there's it's going the, to get into the, the drinking em- water. The environmental concern is the main concern. Um, yeah. So, and, you know, here's the thing. Like, just for anybody that's confused as to how, whether or not this is going to happen, nobody's going to stop this. It's, <laughs> it's being funded. No, um, they aren't. Insanely um, by everyone. And was that uh, Texas? Um, I can't remember who's actually building it. Uh, coincidentally, uh, t- Trump does own stock right. in the in the place that's doing it. I can't remember, it. but lots either, of people do, and it's it's well, going to happen. It's being funded by pretty much every World Bank, so um, <laughs> it's not going to get stopped. the no. The question is like, how do you how do you move forward from this this standoff between yeah um, between the people that it, are I there? Mean, the it's envir- a legit environment, concern. The environmentalists and the and the tribes themselves, yeah, and then the companies. And I get it. Now, something that's interesting about it, and I would. Um, I would be interested in knowing if there has been a lawsuit filed against the federal government or the companies involved in the pipeline only because, um, as far as I know, there hasn't. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but still. Which, if there, if not, it's interesting to me because based on what I found, and this could be wrong, um, I'll, I'll link to it, but what I found was that the, based on the Fort Laramie treaties of 1851 and 1868, um, which were basically the treaties where the government gets together with, I think it was like seven Indian tribes and says, this is your, this is your land. This is where it spans from. These are your reservations, whatnot. Um, Based on those two, and those were set up in some way to like, it was a compromise. The the government wanted to complete the Oregon trail and the Indians were like, okay, we're going to, we'll, we'll give you this, but here's the agreement that we're coming to. Um, Yeah. And, and in that treaty, the Sioux tribes land included the East bank of the Missouri river. So if that's true and Mm -hmm. if that still holds, it would be interesting to me in like how this all couldn't just be stopped with the lawsuit. Look, this is our land. So is the bank 
considered 20 feet underneath the bank. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. I, that's, well, technically, we're underneath your land. I mean, right. I don't know if that's the case or... And that's... As a, far, everything that I have read has basically said that it's not going through their land, that it comes close, but it's not going through anything that is considered their land. But it is going under their only water source. But it is going... Yeah. I mean, have you, the issue. I went and, and coursed the entire Missouri River on Google Maps, and that bitch is long. Yeah. You're going to cross it at some point if you're right. trying to get from North Dakota to Illinois, the quickest route, unless you take a giant circle, in which case someone else is going to be upset that you're doing it. Right. I mean, they have a legitimate concern just because these things do leak. Right. Seven years it's leaked. I think there's been 1,300 pipeline leaks. Um, and they, they will say, like, oh, you know, we, we get about 80% of it back. We still. When they leak we, on land. When they leak on land, yeah. When they leak over rivers or any type of water where there's rushing and there's current. They're picking up about thirty percent, right? Which is like a lot of poison. So, yeah. So. <laughs> so, so the so the Sioux tribes do have a legitimate complaint they and do. a little bit a legitimate concern. Um, my thing, like, if you look at the economic benefit, like, step back from the, that's where I'm step, coming from. Step back from the tribes for a minute and look at the economic benefit. Um, it, the DAPL creates about uh, what thirteen twelve hundred construction yeah, so, uh, jobs. Eight or eight thousand to twelve thousand in temporary construction oh, okay. jobs, and Keystone is about twenty eight thousand. Yeah, um, I, like I said, I've got an issue with that temporary construction jobs because they do it every single time, and every construction job is temporary right. unless you're endlessly building and tearing it down. Yeah, there is an end game involved. Now, the the one interesting number that comes up in is the. 40 permanent jobs that it's going to keep. I yeah, wouldn't mind there, low. <laughs> I wouldn't mind there being a few more than 40. Um, right. I say know. just post them up every 100 feet or so and just say this, like, all right, Gregory, take a fucking look at this. And if it starts leaking, you tell me. This is your pipe. This is your piece of the pipeline. You keep your eye on it. That's it. It's like football. This you, is your spot, man. You have 728 you an hour. Um, so, and, and, but basically, so the biggest economic uh, boon for it is going to be coming into North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And w- why I think that's important is not because I have anything in common with North Dakota or I know anyone from North Dakota, but they used to have quite a few of these uh, places that were refining or at least transporting uh, the oil. And they, I think they had 197 or so. And because no one could have guessed that gas was going to plummet, mm-hmm. cut 50% of the profits out of it, they closed down about 100 of them. So they're, they're hurting. Um, they've had a dip into the rainy day fund. I think the last I checked, they have 25 million left. That's not a lot for a right. state to. They no. dipped a what was it four? I can't remember how much. 200 million or something. Yeah. So what they stand to benefit from this uh, is it's pretty uh, substantial. Basically, uh, North Dakota is set to get 156 million in sales tax per year. That's a big deal. That's almost as much as they've had to take out just to shore up those losses. Mm-hmm. I think it's also important to point out that it's not. Enough. But, of course, per year, two years, it makes it back. Uh, but they're not the only ones. North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, and Illinois are set to get $55 million in property taxes. Yeah. So, and I understand where they could get upset where, like, well, if that's our land, why come we're not making the property tax off of it? Right. I'm I not, get that bit. I'm not, I don't have a problem. I think it kind of plays into the whole infrastructure thing. It does. Um, the, the new, new deal, new, new right. square deal. Well, um, the construction workers have not had the work that they had in, re- in no. distant and I'm, decades I'm, because we're not building anything. I'm totally fine with all that. Um, the, the one issue that I do have, the, well, two issues that I have with the, with the story surrounding the DAPL is that, A, there is not much of a story unless you're a social justice warrior, which we typically <laughs> use as a bad term. But I think in this case, yeah. it's probably a good thing because the media doesn't doesn't cover this thing. And even no. through the the protests and the police, it's the police oh, that are that really that's that's what the police me have off. completely overstepped their stepped their ground there, shooting people in what twelve to twenty degree weather with water cannons. Like, yeah, which is that's pretty inhumane, man. Like, yeah, that's that's a that's a step I, across the line. Pretty sure. There. During the civil rights movement, we kind of like checked that off the list as things <laughs> right. we we're not going back to that tactic. That was degrading enough, and then the fact that there wasn't a blizzard going on <laughs> in those pictures. So they, and come on, like let's be real. At some point, you get exposure. You are, are exposed to elements. Hypothermia sets in, and you die. Yeah, like I mean, maybe uh, don't turn them into human shoot, popsicles. Police shooting beanbags into into crowds. And, and the one lady got her arm blown off. Right. It's it's. 
It's messed up. Just like in the rest of America, the, the police need to figure it out. Just because you have, yeah. just because you have the weaponry, just because you have the equipment, doesn't mean you always have to jump to but it. But we did and, all this cool training. Uh, Come on, man. <laughs> right? Why can't I drive a tank down the street? <laughs> yeah, like right. you, you they're don't. They're not cardboard dudes. These are citizens. Right. This, you need to calm it's down. Not Call of Duty. You don't get to respawn, <laughs> and neither does he. So just calm it down. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying that. I'm like, not against arresting them if they're trespassing. Arrest if them if they're really trespassing. Yeah, if you they really have are. legal grounds to do it. So get them out of there. Yeah. I mean, let's let's face it. I think we're both in agreement that that. that, that I don't think fucking that, pipeline is getting built. It's gonna happen. I don't think that. Uh, I don't. I don't think that protesters should be violent towards police, and in the same respect, I no. don't think that police should be violent towards citizens or protesters right. or whatever. Whether or not you gr- agree with their political ideology, like right. you have a job to do, and the fact that you wear that badge should be important enough to know where the where the line is. Exactly. Um, I, and, and so, so you know, I only see it from. I do not see it from the environmental standpoint. I don't. While there are leaks, we need to be vigilant on them. If they're not, people need to understand. This is coming from the the. I always say bracket. I think it's back in mm-hmm. oil fields up in North Dakota, and they got this all from fracking. It's already done. They're doing it. They're going to get it out from this pipeline, or they're going to ship it out on railway, which has twice the emissions from coal. It doesn't make sense to oppose this from an environmental Here, standpoint. Here's where what I wouldn't mind not if you drive seeing. a car, if you use electricity. In my in my uh, Brandon stop Brandon Stopic uh, <laughs> utopia. Um, oh, me, I want to live there. I'm like Ronald Reagan. I make up words. Um, <laughs> so here, here's what I wouldn't mind seeing, though. Like, I wouldn't mind the U.S. government and like these tribes or whoever these companies getting together and coming to a compromise here. Like, okay, we're gonna route it under the Missouri, the, under the Missouri River. We'll go this far underground so yeah. that if there is a leak, there's already some kind of barrier. And I wouldn't use the thicker steel. And use if there the, is the a leak, valves. some sort of agreement to where. The responsible party, whether it's the company or whether it's the oversight, the government, makes yeah. sure that they have Here clean go. drinking water. I like, got one. Add a, add a clause that says that if it leaks within one mile of the riverbank, that immediately uh, FEMA and all them get start sending out uh, you know help with fresh water and yeah. stuff, so that they have their water. The, the problem right. is the water supply. Put a safeguard in there that they're gonna get, yep. you know, safe water, and then be done with it. Because yep. it's gonna happen. They've sunk four it billion is, dollars yeah. into it, it and it's three, done. Three point seven billion. <laughs> it's gonna happen, and and I don't disagree with you. I We're think that's fighting probably a good fight. It's like, yeah, well, no, like it's not. Gonna I don't happen. have a problem with Keystone and DAPL as long as it's done ethically. So put yeah, that clause yeah, in there. No, I agree. Give those give those people that reassurance that. You know, everything's going to be taken care of on the off chance that something bad does happen. And then I think move forward with it and, and yeah. you know, that's okay. it. Okay. I, so, I think we definitely agree on this one. I do too. Reminder that the president's top aide just told the New York Times that the press should keep its mouth shut. <laughs> no. All right, so uh, we're gonna do a quick speed round here. We got about three things that um, don't really have too much time to expand on, but at least we'll be able to uh, kind of get preliminary thoughts out of the way. First off, Steve Bannon's comments. Uh, Steve Bannon can shut up. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so what did he exactly say? He told the the, the media basically to. He told, shut, the, shut up. Yeah, he told the media to shut up and listen for a while. And um, I think the media is fucked to begin with. Yeah, I know that's part of your this is part of your little fake news plot over fake there. Fake news, but well, when they don't report the news, I tend to think it's fake. I don't know. No, what they did report was the fact that uh, Donald Trump is concerned about his size. Um, <laughs> of and everything. So he got mad about that, right? And, you know, I mean, the fact of the matter is the media is going to do what the media does. Look, you want to go talk to... way overboard You want to go lately. talk to Sean Hannity. He's going overboard in the, other, in the other sense. And the only person that's gotten a legit interview or the interview that Donald Trump would cite that you should watch is the Sean Hannity one. Well, duh, <laughs> because Sean Hannity's throwing it's freaking, fake news. <laughs> he's throwing Nerf balls at you the whole time. Like what? Right. 
What I'm going to go play catch on? with Sean Hannity. Um, Tune in at eight. It's going to be great. <laughs> right. No, like, like, so I get that aspect of it, but the, I think whenever, the main media is liberal and they are just being ridiculous with their coverage. any administration in any country tells the media to stop talking, well, especially that's when media the media needs, needs like, to be more vigilant. Steve Bannon, you are media. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. He is. Um, <laughs> like, well, that's what that's what's great when Fox, Fox likes to do the whole, the lamestream media. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the opinion. You are the most yeah. watched network. I went in stages of realizing how how absolutely ludicrous the media was. The first and the most obvious glaring to me at 18 years old was Fox News. We knew those guys were full of shit. It took me a little longer to realize how full of shit MSNBC was. Oh, which it's like a that's when I stopped being a liberal. Yeah, I was just like, oh, you guys are just totally one sided and, and fear mongering. When, and when, then when CNN this past year has really shown me their true colors with all of their the way that they've covered everything and omitted covering certain things and just. You know, they put so much time and effort into Donald Trump's Hollywood tape, and I think they, they figured it out. It was like 50 minutes or something for every five minutes they talked about Hillary's emails. Right. It was ridiculous. That had nothing at all to do with the fact that he won the election. <laughs> More free coverage. No, no, you no. That's that. a bad argument. That's it, a bad it is. Argument. It's bad coverage. No, if it, I'm on the news day and night saying, this guy's a chode bucket, and then he wins, and you're like, well, I mean. All publicity is good publicity, I, I think right? that Donald Trump has a knack for turning bad publicity into good publicity. I don't know how he does it. Celebrity. Yeah, but I don't think that was clearly not the intention. Just because your plan to to smear someone backfires doesn't mean you were helping them Do you agree that whenever anyone in an administration tells the media to shut up, that that's probably not a good thing constitutionally? No, I think that, yeah, I think that's just... As long as it's your side telling the other side to shut up, that's okay. No, I think it's bullshit. Either way, I think it's bullshit. But I do think that there is a a legitimate grievance with the mainstream media right now. That's fine. You can think that. I think that on the other side, too. But I don't think that on either side, anyone in power should be telling the media to stop talking. Like, that... That is that's covered in our first. As long as they don't make right. an order saying they can't talk, I don't care what they're saying. Well, but when they if they come out and they're like, "Hey, guess what? You are no longer have the right to talk," and then we've you got no an longer issue. have the right to stand in the room to interview the president. Although there's precedent for it, I'm looking at you, John Adams, Alien Sedition Act, <laughs> arresting <laughs> journalists left and right, second right. president, way to go. So, so it's happened before. I don't think that we're we're going to get to that point, but I don't think we're going to get to an agreement on Steve Bannon, but. <laughs> Steve Bannon, shut up. Yeah. Um, All right. So second one is uh, would definitely be that Donald Trump um, and Putin have talked on the phone as of yesterday, which would be Saturday. Right. I haven't seen what they what Not they talked about. Not a lot's come out of it yet. Um, I haven't seen. Too I've been much kind of away either. from the news cycle though, so, so I don't really, you know. Instead of talking about what happened, let's talk about what we think happened. Gossip, gossip. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Trump and Putin talked about how they're going to take out ISIS. And are making a plan to where we are going to... I would think that Putin is going to want us to back Bashar al-Assad officially. I think that it would only make sense. And I, I, mean, I know that Iran does a lot with fighting ISIS, working with Russia. We don't have a good relationship with Iran. We never have, and I don't think we have any reason to. They have never done anything for us to make us be like, you know who I want to help out? The Iranians. You know what? No. You want to know what I think happened? What? what they, you what? What, what I think they talked about. <laughs> Docking. <Yeah. laughs> no, I had, instead of giving you some smart aleck answer, what I will say, though, is uh, I think that much like Obama did, Trump is probably the same guy to be like, you know what? I really want this relationship to work out. I'm going to lift these sanctions without getting anything in return. Oh, that would just be like sh- just dude, like Barack Obama did. Coming out against it, and Real so hard. okay, way to show your card. Way to show yeah. that they don't have to work for. Now, for obviously, anything. you under, you know my position where I think that that war with Russia was coming along, and I would do almost anything to avoid it. But that's his. That's his shtick. Is I make good deals. Mm. I don't make bad deals where the United States doesn't get anything. If he were to come out and do that and were to lift sanctions without any anything for us... Our president is terrible. He's a bad negotiator. I would, be, I would be okay with lifting sanctions if they were to officially come out and say that they are going to work directly with the United States Army on the ground to stop ISIS. I can't imagine... That, it, would, be, that would be worth it to me. back to your last point, I cannot imagine it being a good thing to back... Assad, like I, I can't think. Well, I can he's won, so there's not much of a point in backing the rebels that, that Putin wants to do. They but lost. I can't see it being a good thing to do. We had a chance to to determine that situation, and, and we, we passed it up. Yep. So I don't think I, the fact of the matter is that Assad has won with Russia's help. Yep, and we're just going to have to get on board with it, or 
go to war. <laughs> that's the only other way we can stop it. Fair. So, so uh, yeah, that's what I think personally. I we'll see. We'll see how close we get next yeah. week on on that. That's probably nothing. They probably just call each other and they're like, "I like cupcakes. I like cupcakes too. Yeah. I love cupcakes too. Yes, comrade, totally." All right, so then, Russia, we have no cupcakes. <laughs> so speaking of foreign things, uh, also we had um, Donald Trump talking about how he personally feels on waterboarding. Where you at, man? I think he probably has experience with those uh, Russian prostitutes. So <laughs> is that is that I what understand that water works. Water sport? <laughs> water, are those the same thing? Um, Pretend you're a water gun and I'm <laughs> like... I'm not. I'm not cool with torture. Like, so I'm not good. Whether or not, what I don't. Do you care. think it's torture? Yeah. Do you really think that, it, mm-hmm. that it's actually torture? I watch Archer, dude, and <laughs> I think that it's totally torture. Um, no, I do think it's torture, and I don't think. I think. That, I think it feels like torture. I don't think it actually. Well, hmm. doesn't it kind of? To me, it kind of falls in line with. Well, did the police really beat up that guy? Was that really <laughs> excessive force? But yeah, you, I think. I think it was. I, yeah. So but, here's my my thing on on waterboarding is in, in a nutshell. Show, it lasts about less than a minute. Everyone who has done it has given some sort of information. If you're Says doing, a guy who's never been waterboarded. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, that's a big thing. I it's no big deal, dude. It's just a minute. I don't feel like waterboarding is torture, but I am positive that if I was ever waterboarded, I would feel like it's torture. Yeah, like, I'm that pretty is sure just, you would. Yeah, that's obvious. I mean, I think a lot of things that aren't torture feel like torture right now. But the bottom line is, is it going to help? Uh, Obama didn't let Dick Cheney release the So Donald Trump should. Well, if you listen to his actual comments, he said that he personally agrees with it, but he's going to give his generals and the people in charge of it the the authority over him. That's the one thing. He's actually giving people authority over him to make the decision. The one comforting statement that came out of that whole thing to me (laughs) was that he... Because I've seen Mathis say, especially on Russia, I've seen these guys disagree with Donald Trump. And if yeah. you're going to say, if you're going to take the stand that, like, look, this is how I feel about it, but I'm going to let this guy, who I think is more yeah. qualified, then that, then kudos to you, Donald Trump. Yeah. That's Brandon Condit saying that. <laughs> some, like, there should be, like, alarms and whistles going off somewhere. But, well, you, you know, I think you're that... You're a dino, so, you know. <laughs> that, did, <laughs> that did make me make me comfortable so i hope that he i hope he does that across the board with all of his advisors yeah if donald trump he questions donald trump seems like, himself he should yeah. let somebody else make the decision for him i think that donald trump will do that when it comes to let people run their departments unless he thinks that they're doing a bad job well i hope so we'll see i mean that'll really be the test of what kind of yeah. like manager but what kind of businessman he is are yeah. you gonna let this guy handle it and just trust right. that he'll be okay i hope he does and personally i think if it's gonna save lives and you're in a last resort and they think that they can get something out of waterboarding i'm not talking about holding a guy's nipple you know pinching it with red hot pincers or something right. horrifying but waterboarding if you can get a, if you I can just save american think, lives do it i just that's don't my, think that you can point. because i think and again also speaking as a guy who's who's never been waterboarded i think that if give you're, me a swirly motherfucker if, take this if you're torturing <laughs> me then it's very easy for me to be like, yeah. who's who's the biggest idiot you know? Rochelle! Um, <laughs> like, I'm going to... Reliable give, information. Right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> maybe so. I may have just gone against my own point. But the listener doesn't know that. So, right. um, But, you know, I don't know. I just think it's easy to throw out something. Now, granted... Those guys are probably not stupid. Like those, yeah. those guys that are interrogating probably, also are like, oh, really? This person? That's perfect. I knew they were you, hiding it on Cupcake <laughs> Island. <laughs> You're free to go. Um, I get it. I would hope they're smarter than that. I'm going to say that as like just as an ethical and a moral um, from a from an ethical and moral moral standpoint, I would say no. I'm not cool with any form of torture. We should hold it ourselves to be to a higher standard. It than seems that. to be a common thread. That for, we are that, the most civilized yeah, nation yeah, yeah. in the world. Air I, quotes. I call um, bullshit on that one. But like no, to me, it seems to be kind of the trend where we're as Republicans saying we're at war. I know liberals don't like to pretend we are, but I believe we are at war. And the thing that we, the roadblock we keep hitting is, well, we want to do the ethical thing. We have never done the ethical thing. Every country that has ever come on top typically hasn't done the ethical thing. I mean, just look at World War II, whenever the British attacked all of the French naval ship after the French fell, they basically killed their own allies' naval fleet I don't think just so that it wouldn't fall into hands. I don't think that's good justification, though. You can't say, well, because we've been, we've been D-bags before, it's cool to be D-bags now. Well, like, I think that if you hold yourself to a higher standard than that. 
at, to the uh, to the detriment of your safety? Because that's our argument is we're trying to be safe, and everyone's just like, "Well, I know, but we don't want to do that." Uh, well, dude. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> like, like, no, I don't think waterboarding. No, you're trying to get information from waterboarding. You're yeah, not trying to. We're not be trying safe. to see, you know, what he thinks about Game of Thrones. We're trying to get information out of ISIS of him. I, yeah, you know, that's to save lives. We're not just doing it for fun. Well, maybe. Here, Gray, maybe. Here, here's an idea. <laughs> don't throw your intelligence agency under the freaking bus, and then maybe, just maybe. Well, I think you can find bad stuff intelligence. out other ways. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. except for with ISIS, All, here, obviously that was Obama. You'll that say was just like, they give bad advice, but. Think Think about how bad the advice is going to get if they keep getting thrown under the bus. They yeah. will keep stuff from him so as to not be thrown under the bus. And yeah, now process, we're prosecute a couple of them as terrorists and traitors, and you'll see how quickly that lasts. We do, we don't charge people with treason anymore. Tre- I would. Treason doesn't it exist. It doesn't. So, I, I believe it exists. So I believe it does too. But let's bring it back. If it's not Chelsea it, Manning, it is out <laughs> tweeting. So um, yeah. she ain't out yet. She's getting there. So anyway, but. Uh, uh, another one we were doing, or is that it? I think that is probably it. Here's one that I will throw in, though, um, just because I, I thought it was funny, and I'm glad that Donald Trump, like, here's another one that I, I give a tip of the hat to Donald tip Trump. Hat, uh Bradley Manning saying, oh, well, Obama didn't get anything done anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> first of all, dude, ma'am, like, stop. Like, don't don't be a jerk. You just got let out. Your sentence right. got commuted by, like, 25 years. Like, don't be an a-hole. <laughs> and then Donald Trump comes along. He's like, this ungrateful <laughs> SOB. Like, kudos to you, Donald Trump. For, yeah, for, call that, call for that one. Color out. So, uh, so I'll give you that. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so I think I think that's about it for this week on the yeah, Devil's Advocate. Um, we'll see again at what what interesting things will happen next week. I I do think that before long we'll get to a point where things kind of slow down because I I think would think so. He's kind, basically either made true on every promise or started to make true on every promise he's had on the campaign. Right. So he's going to have to stop at some well, point. Well, Congress is going to have to come into play at some point. Right. So we'll see. And they work quite a bit slower than executive We'll orders. see what happens. But as always, um, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, yep. and YouTube. Drop a li- uh, like, subscribe. Yep, and uh, if you have any questions or comments, feel free. You can email us at thedevilsadvocate2017 at hotmail.com or post any questions or thoughts in the comment sections of any of those pages. So now we leave you with Shia LaBeouf acting like a dumbass. Thanks for listening. Actor and filmmaker Shia LaBeouf was arrested after getting into a scuffle at an anti-Donald Trump art installation outside a Queens Museum Wednesday afternoon. LaBeouf, who has had a series of run-ins with the law in the past, was attending an interactive installation he helped coordinate outside the Museum of the Moving Image when a shouting match broke out between two groups. Cops said the actor allegedly ripped someone's scarf off and scraped the person's neck during the commotion. The 30-year-old actor was charged with misdemeanor assault and later released.